This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, we'll start off with the cricket. We are four hours to go before the first ball is balled. It's going to be another tricky one, Colin, my friend. Whether we sleep or we stay up all night and then you stay up and then they, go, they get balled out for, for 95. Yeah. But anyway, we love this game, so we'll probably stay up for the cricket tonight. But Kanye Sochuaku joins us on the line uh, uh, from SABC Sport, of course, and Sport 24, News 24. Good evening, young man. Thanks for speaking to us tonight. Uh, good evening, Tabi. So I'm waiting up actually taking a nap until the end so I can actually wake up and off was living in time for the toss. Yeah, it's a tough one eh, for me because Arsenal is playing tonight against Wolves. So I don't think ah, I'm going to sleep. Arsenal, man. It's Arsenal, man. Please. Okay, let's go back to the cricket, young man. Let's get back to the cricket. That's what we we called you for. <laughs> you were at the press conference today. Um, we played a bit of your clip when you were asking about Aiden Macram, Aiden Macram rather. But firstly, how do you judge the skipper's mood after that press conference uh, today and uh, and everything that's been said this week? How how do you think is the mood in the camp? Look, I think um, if there was fulfillment after the ten initial ten days in the MIQ leading into that embarrassing performance in the first set. He sounded like a person who was trying to follow those cobwebs. Um, I mean, in speaking to Stephen Cook um, yesterday in, in a two-part series that I've done for Sport 24, he mentioned the fact that in New Zealand, the time zone is as such that it doesn't just take two to three days to actually shake off. It can take at least a week. And you find that it's not more. And you find that the protests now are playing at a time where most of the people are actually asleep in South Africa. It's the time that they would be asleep. I mean, you remember, it's not like they're super rugby players. Um, the old super rugby that is when they go to New Zealand every year. So it's fine that the body does find ways of adapting um, to, to time. So they go to New Zealand every four to six years. And that uh, does have an impact on them actually adapting. And also, you need to remember that because of MIQ, MIQ, that 10 days, takes away preparation time. It's the same preparation time when you get to New Zealand, you adapt to the time zone quick and also get to play and actually play the jet lag out of your body. So in the 10 days, um, they had practice sessions as split groups until they met up um, after the 10-day MRT period. But they looked very, very, very slow. I watched the first two days intensely, especially the first two sessions of each two days. And that's where you find that we actually um, lost the plot. So one would find that now, um, especially what will happen later, later tonight is that what would be of key focus, whether they win the toss or not, is how they actually react um, to New Zealand's stimulus. Because New Zealand now can actually sit back and actually allow the game to drift. Because in South Africa, we need to do all the, all, 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 all the chasing because they're the ones that actually need to square the series. So, I mean, now it's going to be a case of what kind of mind frame South Africa actually getting. If, if, if these elders told uh, earlier this morning anything to go by, um, they're going to put up a fight. But putting up a fight in terms of talking and actually doing it um, are two different things. Well, at least they're sounding more positive and at least that's encouraging. Because last week, out of that first test, it was just complaint after complaint about being in quarantine and how tough it was and all of that, eh? I mean, look, the players need to understand that um, quarantine is going to be part of their playing conditions for the foreseeable future. Until such time, um, there is a significant downturn in the COVID-19 infection rates around the world. And until bodies um, develop better resistance and also vaccination vaccination actually becomes better than what it is now. So it is what it is. So they may look at it now and complain about it. It's like going to Indian complaining about training pictures. That's what, that's what you're going to get. Um, so 
I mean, I mean, I remember, I'm reminded of the 2015-2016 tour to India where South Africa constantly complained about the quality of the services that they were going to encounter and what they complained about was exactly what they got. I mean, you, 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 your, your best bet is to just condition your mind to realize that, look, I'm not going to be doing anything for the next five days. Let me do so. I mean, if you, there's so many hard jobs. I know that high, high performance sport is difficult. But I'm also the opinion that there are so many hard jobs that people do for far less pay, but they adapt to those conditions. And I think the same from time to time needs to be expected of professional sportsmen that you will encounter difficult conditions. But because you are paid not an exorbitant amount, but a significant amount, and you also work hard to give yourself into position to earn that kind of money. At some point, when you encounter um, an MIQ, I mean, for some, they may see MIQ as a sort of prison. For some, it's like, no, I'll try and I can deal with this. Once I get out, I can just get back out and do my job. So, I mean, at least now there was, there was far less complaining um, in today's press conference, and I hope that it will translate, translate into your far better performance later this evening. What is this MIQ that you guys talk about? It's managed isolation and quarantine, where for a particular set of days you are not allowed to move um, until you actually clear that it is. It's like similar to, to isolating, but isolating a particular hotel, um, you test, I think you test every two days, um, and then once you've completed that 10 days, you then move out and then you're actually free then, then to travel to wherever you want to be in New Zealand. And remember that, you remember, uh, that New Zealand did actually close their doors quite early in the middle of last year. And if you remember that the All Black side had actually left for the rugby championship um, in the end of August and they only returned at the end of the year um, after the end of the year. So they spent a significant amount of time away from home, which was equitable to what we call the old school tours of, of, the, of the amateur era. Okay, let's get to team selection then, Kanye. So Lungisane Ngidi is out, back strain. Is it the same injury that kept him out of the first test? Yes, it is. And Dean, Dean and Spokazi, so, so Kanye, the focus the officer made it clear that he hasn't put in enough bowling loads um, to actually be in contention for the test. So I think ideally now they'll have to trust whatever bowlers that they have and hope that um, with that two-week period that they mentioned, that doing it to Canon will be put enough for the Bangladesh um, engagement. He was replaced by Glenton Sturman. Do you see him keeping his place in the team? Look, um, ideally he should. Based on the fact that not everyone's going to have a sturdy debut. Um, I mean, if had the batters did their job, I mean, if you're going to be a bowler on debut and your team is bowled up for 95, you're not hiding to nothing. Because once he's in a cross at 95, then if anything goes. And, I mean, the support bowling was significantly inexperienced. I mean... Marco Janssen is playing in his play, was playing in his fourth test. Um, Duan Ulifir has a favorite of experience outside of his cricket, but he also hasn't actually quite shown up in the way that has, he has actually been expected. I think the biggest person who was missed in that particular test was Kishav Maharaj. I mean, that at least just plugged one in. And there was no bowler who was able to support Kasura Bajan in plugging one in. And unfortunately, when other bowlers get to travel, at some point, even Castro Rabado was going to travel, even though he was able to keep his economy rate to just um, under three. But when you look at New Zealand's run rate, it was that for, for a test as they were scoring at a kick over four and over. So you'd mean that Tadavis bowling was very profligate. But again, it also goes down to the fielding, where Henry Nichols was dropped twice, about seven and 23. And there were five other dropped catches. I mean, Henry Nichols is dropped, is caught early. New Zealand have been teed down very early. And then you'd find that 
the complexion of the game changed significantly. The energies um, changed significantly. So, and I mean, I did ask Dean about the catching in particular, and he did admit that the catching was not good enough. And I think that's the one thing that they need to do. They need to do effectively. If chances come their way, regardless of whether the bowling is actually poor enough, because sometimes you may bowl poorly, but the ball finds the fielder. And I think that's what the protest want. They need to actually bowl for Vegas, number one, and make sure that they actually take the chance when they come their way. Okay, so what are you saying then? Do they go with a spinner or not? Because they didn't go with a spinner in the first test. The problem with Haggy Oval is that um, the one step that was put up by one of my fellow colleagues, it is not very friendly to spin. And I mean, New Zealand are also happy to go, to, go out with an old paper pack. Um, so I think that they could keep the same, the, 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 the similar test. I think what would be important is who then becomes the stock bowler of the faster bowlers, who will then be the one who will do all the legs that the donkey work to ensure that bowlers from the other end are rotating and taking wickets. But in order for that to happen, you also do require accuracy from both ends. If you remember that Vian Moser did that exceptionally well in that first test against India, where South Africa's first hour was a person that actually effectively decided the outcome of the particular test. But when he came on, he tightened things significantly, and it helped South Africa actually limit India. And if you look at Alumi, he did in the second test, so South Africa did not start well at all again, but he was able to find the lines and lengths that prevented India from, from, from scoring runs. So, I mean, I think the makeup of the fast bowlers and, 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 the, and, the, and the responsibilities that are devolved um, to the bowlers will actually be very critical in how they contain New Zealand's batting. But again, that also depends on the toss. Um, I mean, the toss is very significant um, in the first test. So, I mean, and if you remember now, South Africa have lost, um, I stand in correct, but it's, 17, it's 16 out of 17 tosses. So, there's also that sliver of luck that they need um, in order to actually get something going for them. But again, if you look at the India series, they lost all three tosses, but they ended up winning the series to one because um, as, 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 as the series progressed, they adapted better and faster to the conditions that India did. Okay, like Sean Pollock always says, when it's South Africa's playing, the toss doesn't matter because the opposition will win it. So it's always, what is the opposition captain going to do? Not what the Proteus captain is going to do. So are you saying they should go with an all-rounder? Yes. And the, 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 the issue is that um, when you look at all-rounders, um, do you go for Vian? Do you go for Marco? Marco didn't bowl so badly. But it's also, he's, paying, he's, he's still paying his, his uh, first-class school fees. He's still paying his test school fees. I mean, the same would be said of a Clayton Seaman that he's also paying his school fees. It was a, a test that he'll never forget in terms of um, a, a, in terms of an educational experience as a creator. Uh, but also, though, you also need to look at what the batting makeup will look like because that will also determine who actually plays as bowlers. Because, I mean, another question that I was asked that I actually did put, um, not put per se, to uh, to Aiden, but uh, to to Dean, uh, sorry, but I asked about Aiden in particular. That had he spoken to Aiden about um his poor run of form, and he says, and he, he did say that he spoke to Mendes, and and he did say that his place in, in the team is to use the word that he is exactly is vulnerable. So I mean, now what you'd find that if Aiden is dropped, um there will be a test. They, they they could and should be a test maybe for Ryan Rickleton. So that will actually lead to. And the juggle of what the team will look like. And I mean, Dean um, was coy in terms of saying what the team will look like um, when they actually talk later this evening around what's Devon. So, I mean, if there's a debut for Ryan Nicholson, um, they are suspected there would be changes, one, to the batting order, too, and then also changes to make sure that the team is as balanced as possible. Okay, can you so Chaco, just hang in there. Let me just take, let us take a quick break and we'll come back with the voice notes. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia.
Good evening, Tabiso. And to all the SAFM listeners, this is Tando Kanye from Bushia Park. Uh, I'd like to comment about the test against New Zealand and uh, South Africa. Uh, I'm positive from the words I'm hearing from uh, Dean Elgar, our, our team captain. It's really encouraging. I just hope that we don't go through the same embarrassment that we went through the first test. I mean, the worst horrible defeat we've had in years. No, 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 guys. Eh? The Proteas, we can do better than that. We can perform better than that. I pray that the boys don't disappoint us again eh? and we will manage to win this one. Thank you. Okay, thanks for that. Um, I think you can just uh, take comfort in the fact that it can't get any worse, at least. That's what we know. Can you so 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 I agree with you. Ryan Rickleton deserves a chance after averaging over 100 in the four-day series this season. But who are you saying he comes in for? Does it come in for Makram? Some people are saying he must come in for Hamza. No, it's Makram. Makram. Um, look, it's, it's straightforward. As, my, as much as Makram's quality as a player is and a future captain is something that can't be debated. Um, parameters of selection you look at short-term, middle-term. And long term, um, if you look at long term prospects, indeed, he's past 28, so he's a long term prospect. The problem is now, after 10 innings, averaging 9.7, that is a big problem. 9.7 in 10 innings, in 10 innings in that five test matches. Oh, he must go to the 18. That's, right? that's five test matches. The problem now is not even the score, it's the bowls of this weapon. Bowls, LBW, bowls, LBW, bowls. If you look at how Muhammad Shan worked him out mm. in the Indian series, um, you need to check the stumps, check the pads, check the stumps, check the pads. And you realize that there was a bit of a change in how he batted in the second inning where he made a very good 31. Excuse me, but he was still out in the same way. Mm. So it's, you start to ask, is it a form issue or is it a technique issue? But the time when he actually played very well last year, when he made it 100 against Pakistan, in the losing court. But that is the domestic system. He outscored everybody. The problem now is, even if you drop him, what, what kind of Red Bull opportunities is he going to get? Because there's only one more round of Red Bull clear that remains. It starts on Friday next week. And the protest was, the protest players most probably won't be able to play because they need to recover from the tour. Um, but the thing is now, the toss-up, the typical toss-up now is that, do you give them another chance? But in a game that you need to win, or you drop him now and let's say you just throw the kitchen thing in the and say, you know what, we'll put this young player, that being Ryan Rickleton, by the way, on a deep end. Let's see how he responds to the pressure of playing in a master test. The thing with sports, and I think as, as, as an experienced sports coster, you always do at the position really is that some players respond differently to these pressures. Ryan actually walk in and relish the opportunity of being thrown in the deep end. And actually, play Malcolm, not play him out of the team, because him playing, playing well would also add another dimension of a Calvary, because remember now, Ryan Rickerson's the keeper. Yep. And that will actually now put an, a, another, a, some sort of pressure on uh, Calvary. And remember that the thing with keepers is that they need a bit more time to get into their role. Mm. I mean, if you look at how India have been phasing in uh, Bishop Pant, mm. they're phasing into a point now that they have... They've even dropped Sahar now, eh? They have. They, yeah. they, 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 they realize, and, and Saha hasn't taken a dropping very lightly. But if you realize that that New Zealand series is a case, Barak actually kept, that was for me, in my view, the writing on Wolf Saha because Case Barak is 28. Ridiman Saha is 10 years older. 
and you've got a competent keeper at a younger age. So we also need to look at the future. Maybe the communication from Raul Javud and the, 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 the sort of startup government company was not that great. But now, Raul Javud's performance will also ask other questions. Because also, the one thing you don't want is the kind of issue that England had where the cause of didn't want to sacrifice Johnny Bairstow's uh, batting. They then got Josh Butler to keep based on how explosive he is in limited overs cricket, but over 53 tests, it proved to be a dud experiment when it mm. failed massively in Australia. So at times, difficult decisions like those have to be taken, but when you look at a cow brain, how much rope do you give him considering that he also went into the deep end? And if you look at the teams that he's been playing against, his introduction into this cricket has been probably the hardest at the moment. Two tests against India, he's at one against, um, he's at one against this particular team, New Zealand. He played in the West Indies series where the Duke's ball was doing a lot on lush surfaces. So at what point would you give players a series where you say that, okay, guys, now you can actually, let's see how you'll do here. And an important thing that Stephen Cook raised in the conversation I had with him mm. was that the lack of test cricket has now shortened significantly the chances that players have to establish themselves. Whereas if you're in India and England, you pay 15 tests a year. So in 18 months, you can play to be tips, but that will also give selectors an indication of whether you belong at this level or not. But if you're South Africa, you look at South Africa, they're going to play nine tests this year. They should have played nine tests last year if Australia chose not to controversially pull out. They would have given a player 18 tests over two years. That is the number of tests that England will actually play this year. Whereas now you're able to judge, is this guy actually good enough mm. to play? And they play six at home, they'll play elsewhere in the world. So you've got a variety of conditions to actually build your game. So if Ryan Rickleton's uh, selection is, 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 is needed, Aiden needs to be dropped. But Ryan Rickleton's performance, and if it's a very good one, may have far-reaching implications, not just for Aiden, but for Calvary too. Okay, interesting. Let's hear what our listeners have to say. Actually, the one time when we spoke to Stephen Cook a couple of weeks ago, I asked him about Aiden's form, whether he put too much focus on the shorter formats of the game last year. And Stephen Cook didn't think that was the case. And I thought, for me, he was trying too hard to get into the T20 World Cup team and playing IPL and all of that. And that's why his form has just gone in Test cricket. But hey, who are, are we to argue with Stephen Cook? Let's take a voice note. Uh, Kapso, I hope we have had uh, some colossal sessions on that wicket to sort of give us a, a good feel and sort of put us in a, in a very good position because we just have to give a full go because there is just no protection uh, based on what's happening off the field. And uh, New Zealand aren't, aren't shy in targeting our psyche and that's my only concern and certainly it might just work to their advantage. I can imagine them with their cocky smiles and how pumped up they are for this one but it might just uh, uh, succeed in pumping us up as well because when we have our backs against the wall we can only fight back yeah 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 that's what this team has done over the past few seasons um can you so i know we focused a lot on aiden Macrim, but he can be he can be the only problem in that betting unit um as much as we praise this team for chasing over 200 to beat india but they failed to get over 300 in that series and were shot out for 95 and 111 last week what's gone wrong here and i will right to ask questions about the betting coach and his credibility because not many people know him look i mean um the thing with betting it's there's a clip there's a YouTube clip that um, Jerry Kimber, an Australian cricket writer, actually put up on YouTube. 
And then ESPN followed up with a very uh, a piece of how it is difficult now for 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 Boyden. I mean, Derek actually described it as a place playing pandemic, where the past six years have been incredibly difficult for batters around the world. Which you find that there's a class of batters, your Stephen Smith, your Kyle, your, your Kane Williamson, your Virat Kohli. Even Virat Kohli hasn't scored a hundred in two years. But there's a class of batters who've been able to score relatively well in all conditions. But every other batter will have one good team and a struggle elsewhere. The problem now with South Africa is that that's the, this particular pace playing pandemic, this triple P, started at the end of the careers of your Fafs, your Hashim Amlas, and your Amy Gavillas. And you could see that they were diminishing returns even when they were playing. They were actually also backing to come to terms with the bowling. And one also needs to look at the fact that the Mavis pitches have also played straight into the they've been fertile ground for Triple P. Where I mean, if you look at the particular in the series in 2017, when Cape Town was an unseasonably green surface, and then Centurion served up a spinner's delight, where South Africa played their best test match under Otis Gibson, and then inexplicably they served up a green mamba that earned the wanderers a warning and resisted in the change of ground stop. So Batting in particular now, it's probably, as, as, as a particular video says, that it's probably the most hardest period to bat now. I think in the past uh, six years, and that's when you include the late 70s, early 80s, when the West Indians, where the West Indian bowlers made that difficult for everyone, along with pitches when they were partially covered at the time. So, yes, batting around the world has been difficult. Batting into that has been difficult. But also, though, I mean, it, it goes out saying that in the West Indies, Africa scored 3 one 300. Um, they scored 600 against Sri Lanka at Centurion in the Boxing Day case of 2020. But those totals, even before that, they were few and far between. The England series of 2019-2020, the pitches were big. Um, but you'd find that an example, Supersport Park got reasonably better in the first set as the match got along. Newlands actually got better to bat on even North Africa actually lost the game with the loss only for eight balls remaining. On the best batting service of the series in Port Elizabeth, that's where South Africa's batting actually went to pieces. England scored 499, and South Africa was still beat up by an inning. The series moved up to Centurion to, 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 to Dover. Mm. And again, South Africa was just on a very decent batting surface. So I think the issues now have gone a lot deeper than just South Africa not producing batting. Young batters are coming through and having gauged a lot of the scores in the four-day series, the batting pitches have improved significantly. I mean, if you look at Newlands in particular, Newlands has produced two games where over 450 runs have been scored in the first innings. So that shows that actually the, the, pitch, the pitch preparation has been far more markedly improved. But again, I mean, it's, it's a question that the coaching staff, even Justin Simmons, I, I, it's difficult to have an opinion of it because what, what, what metric do you judge a, bat, a batting coach? Do you judge him on what the batsmen are doing on the field? I mean, Graham Thorpe, um, came in for, for big stick for England, only scoring 100 across five passages, and then not scoring 200 across the whole series. But then you look at the Graham Thorpe. Graham Thorpe was a, was a very good England batter who scored 100 in Australia in his time mm. as a player. Okay. And so, yes, so it, 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 it's a very difficult metric to judge Justin Simmons on at the moment.
Okay, we'll, we'll use the same uh, methodology then for Justin Ontong. We're not going to judge him just yet. The fielding has not been great, but at least he's got international credentials as Justin Ontong, and the fielding surely can't get anywhere. So I was leaving that question for Colin, but I don't think he's listening to us tonight. Okay, can you? so let's leave it there. Um, let's hope things improve in the second test, uh, starting at midnight, and good luck to the Proteas. Yeah, they'll need it. They'll need it. <laughs> and by the way, New Zealand have never beaten the Proteas in a test series, so this will be their first ever test series win if they actually avoid defeat in this second test. So really, really, these boys need to um, pull up their socks for, 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 for this one.